Welcome, everybody, to Sailor Snacking, the podcast where we talk about the anime Sailor Moon and we have a yummy snack. I'm Jen, and as always, I'm joined by Tracy. Hello, listeners. So, Tracy, why don't you tell us about what we're snacking on today? So, today we are trying this gum. It's called No Time, and it's by the Latte Lot, L O T T E company. And apparently, this is the gum you gotta chew. When you don't have time to brush your teeth in the morning. No time. It's got a, like a little picture of a toothbrush on the side of it. Well, I didn't see the toothbrush picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. I just am not paying much attention. Okay. This company also makes another gum called Black Black, and that's supposed to give you a caffeine boost in the morning, too. So who needs <laughs> coffee and brushing your teeth? Just chew gum. <laughs> Willy Wonka's predicted the future. <laughs> so we are at the end of Sailor Moon Crystal Season 1, final two episodes, and we have two returning special guests with us to go over this finale. We have Liz and Karina. So hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and for the first time in, in uh, Sailor Snacking history, Karina's actually in the same room as me. She gets the behind the scene glimpse as to what I do while I'm courting Sailor Snacking. <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> I've had the preview and now I get to experience it for myself and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, all the, the secret behind the scenes stuff, like I have a wiki page up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we all do. You know what? I don't actually. No. I always just go off my notes. So this is really interesting. Honestly, most of the time I, I forget to take notes. I've never <laughs> really taken notes. Like I never took notes in school either. I, I always meant to, and then I just kind of never could be bothered. Uh, I shouldn't admit that. I shouldn't admit that. <laughs> That's I okay. Should, I was very studious. I went to every class. I did every reading. I did not waste any money on my very expensive education. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are uh, watching episode or act 13, final battle, reincarnation, and act 14. Which I assume you're supposed to say in French, conclusion et commencement, petit étranger. Because otherwise it's conclusion and commencement, which I guess makes sense in English too. Yes. Petit étranger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> petit étranger, for people who don't speak French, means little stranger. So uh, for you, those of you who are familiar with Sailor Moon, uh, guess who shows up at the end? It goes right into R at the end of first season, which is what exactly the manga does. But first, let's talk about Act 13, the final battle. So we had two really heavy episodes last time. <laughs> Left us on a big, like, jaw drop. Let's start with first impressions. Liz, what did you think about this act? I mean, it certainly starts out very bleak. Very, very bleak. Where you are left assuming that your two main characters are dead. (laughs) By the end of the episode, you're kind of assuming most, well, not the end, the middle of the episode, you're kind of assuming most of your main characters are dead. It's very dark. This is the point, kind of, the storyline is different, but this is the point in the original anime that when they made it for North America, they cut out a whole bunch of stuff because it gets really, like, it's gotten really dark. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I guess it's not just this episode, but the two before it as well. It's like where this... We get to this very Romeo and Juliet style suicide scene, murder-suicide that isn't, as it turns out. (laughs) That takes the romance right out of it. We've already seen this in this Uh, season. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So this is, which I do kind of think is cool, is that you have this, you know, she has suddenly become convinced that history is repeating itself and that they are doomed to continue to repeat over and over this tragic story. And then in Final Battle, Reincarnation, you get the first idea that, wait, it's different this time. Maybe we can figure this out and live happily ever after, after all, kind of like. Yeah. Maybe we can break from our, our pattern that we we thought we were stuck to and, and yeah I, I love a good tragedy so honestly I really like the fact that Usagi feels she has no choice but to to continue like what happened on the moon like that their fate destiny is doomed to repeat itself yeah. uh, but I also love a good redemption story so I'm glad they broke out of it hmm. Karina you got any overall impressions of this episode I'm still convinced that he died like he gets slashed open <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know we can get into this, but yeah, wow, this was, I just wasn't expecting the final battle to come in the second to last episode. Like, like it was good, but it was um, not as, as big a buildup as the 90s version. I really honestly kind of preferred the 90s version, like for Crystal... I've overall been enjoying this more than the 90s, even though, of course, my heart is with that. But I really liked the final battle better in the 90s one just because it was such a big buildup. It was such a big catharsis and release. And this for me, this, yeah, Yeah. I mean, Beryl has just gone so quickly in this. I'm still upset about that. I did like seeing the generals again because like they just were killed so quickly in the last episode. And I was really surprised by that. And I like seeing like their redemption arc and, Mm-hmm. But I was also sad that they don't get reincarnated again like everybody else does. Yeah. But they don't get reincarnated, so to say. They just never really died, right? Mm-hmm. Because, like, Usagi didn't die because the watch saved her. And then yeah. Endymion didn't die because yeah. the rocks saved, saved him from him. being slashed. I don't know. Sure, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she was slashed, though. I will I was say, like, though, she is a 14-year-old girl. She may have, like, barely hit him with that sword. Just a flesh wound. Your arm's off. No, it isn't. Monty Python references. Um, yeah, so that, that, that whole part, I'm like, so they died until they realized they didn't actually stab each, yeah. themselves and each yeah. other. And then they're like, oh, wait, no, never mind. We're alive. Ha ha, fake out. Like, that was weird. Like, they're unconscious on the floor. Yeah. Okay, but that's because they're trapped in a crystal, so... Sure. Sure, sure. Let's go with that. Before they got trapped in the crystal, they are unconscious on the floor, and then the crystal grows around them. Yeah, so maybe she did hit them, hit them both so hard that she knocked the wind out of them with the sword, but not hard enough to cause actual damage. Wait a minute, this no longer makes sense. I no longer believe this. I know. Well, and also because he had the crystal, he had part of the crystal inside of him. And part of the reason that he comes back is because she slashed him open. The crystals reunited. So he uh, is cut. Yeah. Like the crystal he comes out of him. Cut. So yeah. I agree. Like she doesn't die. They make it very clear that the brooch protected her. But he does die. She brings he him does. back and heals him. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Or maybe he's not dead, but he's certainly gravely injured. And same with the other sailor Senshi. They... And she, it is the power of her heart or her love that saves them. And the whole world, I would point out, the whole world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, holy crap, Usagi Sailor Moon in this, in Crystal, is so much more powerful Uh than she was in the 90s, which I absolutely love. And I like in the 90s better that the final battle is with Beryl, because I feel like in this, as much as Queen Metalia is there from the beginning, she's kind of barely there. But on the other hand, it's nice to have closure on the Queen Metallia issue because she kind of just disappears in the in the yeah. classic. You never really play that out. In my opinion, the the very best version of a Sailor Moon anime is something in between the '90s one and Crystal. Yeah. I think where you can take a little bit more from the '90s and uh, and and from Crystal and kind of have like a middle ground, which would be the perfect version, in my opinion. I also found that Luna was so different in Crystal, especially in this episode. Like, I really love her relationship with Usagi and Artemis consoling her. Like, it just Mm -hmm. was so lovely. Yeah, my first note for this episode is, Luna, what the fuck? (laughs) First of all, they don't need to be there. I don't know why the cat suddenly show up. And then the very first thing Luna does is hurl herself at Metallia. Yeah. I'm like, Luna, no, you're a you're kid. Just you're just a cat. <laughs> you can't do anything. But she's like, oh, I absolutely adore the relationship because yeah. she just feels so Protective. guilty about yeah. having to, about making Usagi go against Mamoru that she's just, and she just feels like she just so desperately needs to protect Usagi that yeah. she's just like, I got to do anything I can, even if that's hurling myself against a wall of mm-hmm. energy. Like you say, she feels so guilty that she has has to make Usagi do this thing that she obviously does not want to do. She feels so guilty that she can't protect Usagi both physically in that, you know, they're in this horrible battle, but also emotionally that she's. She is shattering inside, having to so much so that she felt she had to stab herself. I, I really like the relationship in Crystal between Luna and Artemis too, mm-hmm. because in the '90s version, 
you kind of get the feeling that Luna does not like Artemis very much. Yes. Luna fact, doesn't like anyone very much. Yeah, she's kind of, she's kind of teachery. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very and then, teacher-y. like, all of a sudden a kitten shows up later on, and oh, you're yeah. like, it's obviously Artemis and Luna's daughter, and you're like, so... Yeah. Apologies but then, But then, yeah. do they not, in a later season, have a point where Artemis is trying to win Luna over? Because she's in love with a human. That's a, one of the movies. Oh, right. I was going to say, I, <laughs> we'll get I remember this happening. But then by the end, she realized she is in love with Artemis, right? Like, well, that's how they end up together-ish. I don't remember. This like is a long time ago. It feels like at the end of that movie, she realizes that Artemis is the only choice for her because he is literally the only other talking cat in the world. Uh, yeah. Awkward. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully it will play out a little bit less creepy in Crystal. Yeah. So I really love that where Artemis is like right there for Luna the whole time. Like mm-hmm. he's supporting her. He's doing everything he can for her. She's injured. He's right next to her. She says, take me to the moon. I, like he doesn't. He, that's the, he's yeah. like, great, we're on. And he is just doing everything he can to support her. And it's he's basically like the Mamoru to Usagi only in yeah. cat form, which yeah, I absolutely right. love. I mean, this is going to show my age here, but uh, <laughs> the uh, purple ooze taking over the earth definitely reminded me of the 1980s My Little Pony movie. <laughs> it, was a, it was more like a, a cloud than an ooze, but I, I found that a little interesting. So like people, some people were turning into zombies, but not everyone because there was like a zombie attacking another person. What did that ooze even do, really? I think it just made everybody evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're but it all, also like around with weapons, waving decimated them crops. Yeah, yeah. and it destroyed buildings sad. too. Like the buildings were crumbling as yeah. well. I guess evil plants are are disintegrating plants. Yeah, like I mean, necrotic it was, energy. I yeah, mean, it was definitely the same kind of power that destroyed the Moon Kingdom in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's loved, all crumbly there. Yeah, I loved that Metallia is way more of a threat in Crystal than she to the world than we mm-hmm. saw she was in the in the 90s because in the 90s it was basically like vague threats like oh Beryl's gonna win and take over the world and we're like yeah. whoop de doo in this one you actually see it happen which is kind of awesome yeah she does momentarily take over the world yeah mm-hmm. yes yeah. does it does it show my age that when you say purple ooze I immediately think of the Power Rangers movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did see that in high school, and I did own it. <laughs> Immediately. Also, see, the thing is, you know what? <laughs> this is super weird, because when you said Purple Ooze, I immediately thought Power Rangers too, but I can't put my finger on why. Did anyone else notice how different Kunzite was in this episode yes, of yes. Two? Like, I mean, he's definitely like the leader of the generals of the way that Endymion's talking to him. Okay, so I'm thinking about it more. The stones were in him, and that's what saved him from the slash? I don't know. I'm really trying to make this like he didn't really die thing work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. I really I really like that Kunzite has the the key to what defeats mm-hmm. Metallia. He's like mm-hmm. aim for that thing on her forehead. So I you think know, that that's really bullseye. useful. Yeah, yeah, right? Like where else would you aim? Like come on. Well, I don't know. She's like aiming haphazardly at this big purple ooze thing. I'm trying to remember, okay, so where did the crystals come from? Like, did Endymion pick them up somewhere? I don't or remember. Or did they just... They came yeah. out of the textbook. It came out of the... Yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode where he's like, he's like naming the rocks on the front of the textbook, and he's just like, I used to own all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's the rare crystals? Years? I don't know how rare they are. I but, don't think okay. so. So the general is upstairs. I feel like it maybe I feel like that came up in the manga. I feel like the stones were in there, but my manga's upstairs, so I don't want to. I got mine here. Talk amongst myself. I'll look it up. I mean, are these pretty crystals? Because I wouldn't mind owning some. Malachite. I have a malachite. Do you really? Are malachite and kunzite the same name, just different languages? I think they are. Okay. Sure. I. The character was malachite in the North American dub, correct? Yes. Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why they changed that one. I also don't know yeah. why they changed Nephrite to Nephlite. That always was really weird. But I think whatever. Japanese language doesn't have an L sound. But the rock is Nephrite. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. So hmm. I always thought that was weird. Maybe maybe it's just harder to say. It is a little bit harder to say in English, I, I guess. So. Yeah. And 
I will say I was very happy to see Endymion back because I just I really love the Endymion costume. It, it works for me. Uh, I'm all about the epaulets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and they are some big epaulets. Like, oh, I am. I'm all for. I'm here. For them. <laughs> Okay, so I actually have never seen these stones before, so I went ahead and I googled them, and they all have kind of like a greenish tinge to them. Like the zoisite mm-hmm. is kind of cool. It's like green with like a little bit of purple. Very pretty. I own the zoisite stone. Why not? Um, and then we absolutely have to get something with all of those stones. Yeah, be like and our, then... our grown-up friendship bracelets or something. Oh, like, I'm like in. Idea. I am <laughs> in. Um, okay, so I found the part in the manga. So basically, it's Sailor Moon is using the crystal against Metallia. She says, I can't seal it. I just don't have the power. And then Mamoru says, I can feel it. Sailor Moon, your pain. I can feel like I could hold it in my hand. And he puts his hand on his on his breast. The stone buried in my chest is crumbling apart. Suddenly, he has a stone in his hand. And mm-hmm. it's Malachite, Kunzite. And just Kunzite shows up and says, my master, we finally meet. And Endymion recognizes him. Kunzite tells him how to defeat Metallia. And then all four generals show up for some reason. Because remember in the manga, they died a long time ago, right? Yeah. Kunzite's the only one that survived this long. Oh, yeah. So then the the Kunzite stone that Endymion is holding shatters and disappears. And Endymion tells Sailor Moon the his weakness. In the manga, he somehow has the Kunzite stone in his... In- chest literally, literally inside of him okay yeah that's what we'll go with because you I know mean, manga. it kind of in the in the classic they had the rainbow crystals literally inside yes. of them so i mean exactly. this is, is not this, such a stretch is this painful like i mean the crystals are like they're cut they're kind of jagged like I, I don't know if i want to be walking around with that in me yeah is it yeah, like just like poking oh. your organs like yeah just like nestled know. in there between your lungs or something i what think like it? if your your body parts just kind of grow around them. Like I grew up with this like kid I went to school with, and I think he said that either him or his dad had a BB lodged in his chin for like years because he got shot in the face with a BB gun and didn't know it was in there. Jeez. So yeah, so you can like your life with things Wait, in you. He got shot in the face and didn't know. <laughs> didn't know the BB was still in there, right? Well, hmm. he should probably have gone to the doctor. Pat got shot with a BB gun and. Oh. Yes, it broke his leg. In fact, we were oh recording goodness. this podcast when he went to the vet to get his x-rays. The first This was months ago, months ago, last year. But he's fine. So I missed part of the Kunzite Malachite conversation because I was looking up that section. Mm-hmm. But I just Googled it. And Kunzite and Malachite are different. <laughs> Do they look oh. Are they both green? Are they both? No, Kunzite's purple. That kind of makes sense. The Malachite That's stone the- looks really cool. It's kind of like yeah. a green and black kind of stripiness I'm, going on i have a necklace that i got when i was in egypt and i'm fairly certain it's malachite because hmm. yeah. i probably bought it because i was like oh sailor moon and also it's pretty <laughs> fair <laughs> that yeah. sounds totally like something i would do i did hear the part about the friendship bracelets and i'm totally in on that yeah. <laughs> and then sailor moon uh gets a new weapon herself this scepter is yes. so cool like yes. i want it and it's like very sparkly and i like the way that this the crystal in its floral shape just kind of hovers in the crescent moon. It is beautiful. Yeah. Genevieve, you need to get one. I want it. <laughs> Proplica needs to make it. Brent will kill me. Well, actually, you know, here's a slight tangent. Speaking of Proplica, uh, they are releasing in August of this year the Moon Crisis Compact. <gasps> and I needs it. How much are these things out of curiosity? Too much, too much to actually. Oh, there's a nervous laugh there. <laughs> I'm an adult. I can spend my monies how I want. <laughs> I mean, I'm not judging. I I have done a lot of shopping this uh, most current lockdown, so I am I'm not judging. I have bought way more purses than I need, especially considering I don't leave the house. Well, let's yeah, put it right. this way: it is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> the Propica ones. Okay, so uh, my crescent moon stick. I think that was about a hundred bucks. I would have thought more. So retail. Yeah. I also have the the brooch and the transformation pen that came as a pack together, and that was probably about a hundred bucks. Okay. I mean, but so the Neptune and Uranus transformation ones were eighty bucks each. Okay, so those are pretty pricey. I yeah. mean, that's a smash and test romper. Yeah. I think I could three D print these things and then paint them. Yes. I bet yeah, I absolutely. could. I'll be your first customer. I'm trying to find the. Okay, sorry. 
I did actually find a local person who does who has a 3D printer that like made the brooch. It just doesn't look quite like you want it to. Like it's I mean these are expensive, but I mean having seen them in person now as well as looking at them online, like there's so much detail to them. So I can see why they cost so much. Yeah. They're oh, yeah. Uh, they're fantastic. I I absolutely love it. But that's also why I don't own all of them because unfortunately now in the secondary market if you wanted to buy the moon scepter or anything like that, it is upwards of $200. Wow. So that's why I'm like, I kind of have to buy it right when it comes out. Otherwise I won't be able to get it. I'm telling yeah. you, you just need to get my $35 led light from Amazon that looks like the Crescent stick and <laughs> solar light. It's fabulous. I love it. Highly recommend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Back to the when I do my sailor moon cosplay. I want the big long moon staff thing oh I my that. god i want that yeah it's oh, so I found I someone made one on, on etsy <sighs> of the sailor moon crystal wand it looks pretty cool it's 202 dollars which isn't that bad when you think about how much work goes into making it it will not be easy to ship that's for sure oh for sure because it is pretty big yeah. So I had my husband get rid of his swords. That means I'm not allowed to buy this stuff, right? Probably. Uh, I mean, I okay, swords are sharp, so they're a hazard to children. And that this, was why I had him get rid of them. This is different. Just oh. a stick. This is just a stick. It's fine. Dang it. I found the Crisis Mood Compact listing on Anime Osaka, which is a uh, third-party seller that buys from Japan and ships to Canada and the States. And they're selling it for $135 US. So I guess I'm not getting this. But it's so pretty. <laughs> I have other Sailor Moon stuff on order from Big Bad Toy Store. So I shouldn't push my luck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I managed to buy all of the Sailor Moon characters as cats. <laughs> to put this in perspective, I have a young child and he's not allowed to come to Genevieve's house because <laughs> he's going to be yeah. jealous that Genevieve has more toys than him. Yeah. Yes, that makes sense. A yeah. lot of people are jealous that I have more toys than them. I Granted, fully admit I'm jealous. Most of them are under 10, but I can still take that. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> to to be fair, you have yet to build a new building on your property for your toys. So, so you're still okay. You're still ahead of some people we may know. <laughs> Oh, I, don't, I don't think he listens to this podcast, but I love the dig. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how the Sailor Senshi go up against Metallia, right? Yes. So before we even have Sailor Moon waking up, they have a pretty big battle up against yes. Metallia. And they're pretty powerful. That's um, one of the things that's another thing that I really am enjoying about Crystal is that the Senshi get to do stuff. Yeah. Other than support Usagi. Yeah. Like they get to fight Beryl. They get to fight Metallia. I mean, they don't succeed, but we don't expect them to. But at least they get a shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that they're willing to sacrifice their power to do it. Oh, that like that's sad. not something I remember ever seeing in the 90s version. Yeah. Well, they do. Version. Like they understand that they have to sacrifice themselves yeah. for Usagi. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s version, it's different. one at a time as they're yes. trekking across the Arctic mm-hmm. towards point or whatever it is they one by one they're killed by the monsters I Um, guess it just feels different to me here because they're on the defense in the 90s versus here it's very much on the offense of like okay well we're going to take our transformation power while we're transformed and sacrifice that in any help that we can get to help Sailor Moon as opposed to just it being defensive of like we're going to take this burden on for her so she can continue and the thing is is that they're not even doing that knowing that usagi is well they they know she's alive they feel that she's alive but they don't know that she's in any condition to fight they don't know what state she's in inside of metallia they're just like it's a blind chance Mm -hmm. that they're like we believe she's alive so we're gonna throw our power at her and hope that this succeeds they knowingly give up their powers on the off chance that it can help her yeah, um, because right. they know that that's the only chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the part where they can feel Usagi, and you can see Sailor Moon reaching mm-hmm. out to them, and mm-hmm. Venus grabs her hand, and it turns into the sword. That like, was that was cool. pretty cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was awesome. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I really love how much the sword plays into the mm-hmm. power of the Senshi, and that it's a whole thing in Crystal. Because after reading the manga. The first time I read it way a long time ago, you know, I'd already seen 
the the 90s anime multiple times so i was like why isn't that in the 90s anime at all yeah yeah i mean there's so many weapons why not have a sword also proplica if you're listening i want the damn sword (laughs) make the holy sword (laughs) yeah i should just give them all of my money that could that can be the sword that you do allow in your house yeah that one's okay (laughs) (laughs) so Pretty much ever since we got married, Brent and I have been like having a on and off debate about what type of a sword we want to have. Because I would love to have a sword hanging up in our house. I've always wanted one ever since I was legally allowed to purchase them but had no money at 18. But I like Western style swords and Brent prefers more Eastern style swords. So we have not come across one that we both agree on. So two swords, right? I would make a strong case for this one. (laughs) Yeah. I'd. Because I'd be like, it's totally Eastern. Sailor Moon's Japanese. <laughs> oh, so I found one. It's pretty cool. Sword wow. of Sailor Venus from manga. And it's on Etsy. And the blade is clear. Ooh. Funky. Oh, yeah. So it is pretty cool. Pretty cool looking. They're out yeah. there. You have the money. Which, you know. <laughs> Ooh, I can get Ur- Uranus's sword too. All right. See, you know yeah. what? This this Too is many swords. Too many swords. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to save this rabbit hole for later. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I want the pocket watch. I would really love to have a replica of the pocket watch. Yeah, um, me too. Yeah. I've actually been looking for it. Uh, we're on like some weird Sailor Moon shopping tangent, but I've been looking for the Irwin one, uh, the one from the actual '90s, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't find it. <laughs> but when I do, that's the one I want. <laughs> And then Wish keeps teasing me with like ads that pop up on Facebook and they're like, and it's like the perfect replica of the pocket watch. And I'm like, that can't be right. Yeah. No, you know, they've stolen that picture. I know. And um, I'm like, don't want to click on it. I don't I'm trust disappointed. you. Yeah. Y- you wish cannot be trusted ever. Yeah. Back to the episode. So when <laughs> Sailor Moon goes to try to seal Queen Metallia, it's different. So in the classic, when she goes to like up against Barrel, it is kind of like this the spirits or the ghosts of the girls of the Sailor Senshi who support her. But I really like that it's Endymion this time. Yeah. He yeah. Is there for her. I really like that too. And I, she doesn't even know that the girls are gone at this point. No. She only has Endymion. Mm-hmm. And I love that it ties back to their fate on the Moon Kingdom where back then they, they didn't have the power to unite and face Metallia and here they're getting a second chance to do it so I love that it all ties back to redoing their destiny they're just the cutest it's just so sweet I just I love their relationship in this and I just had so many harsh criticisms of the 90s version even watching the Japanese one and I just I love their relationship so much in this it's so good all of, all of the issues that the the weird adaptation in the that the 90s version did are just gone here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they're not in the manga. Like, so I really don't understand <laughs> what, <laughs> what those people were thinking when they made that 90s version and they made him so much older than her. So yeah. much older <laughs> and so mean <laughs> and just like... And like the 90s I, were I a weird the, time. Right, like I get the, we don't like each other. Oh no, actually we do like each other. That's cu- like fine. But it goes on for so long because they drag out season one so long in the in the 90s version. But, like, I feel like the, we don't like each other, but we're destined to be together thing was just such a 90s trope. Okay. I just feel like that played so, out so much. And I mean, it's still an overused one. I think we still see, but it was very much yeah. a common theme in the 90s. For sure. Yeah, and then obviously the the North American version made it even weirder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will say for the animation as well too because I I have been watching these episodes on my phone, which of course is pretty small, and I've heard all the talk about the animation styles kind of clashing and not feeling as finished. And then these episodes I actually had the chance to watch on a television and oh yeah, I definitely see where that's coming from now. It was uh I had some pretty big issues with the animation for Metallica in this episode. Yeah, th- yeah, that's what I was saying about especially Sailor Mars's transformation, the the CGI fire to me looks awful. Mm-hmm. I feel like and uh, Metallica's kind of got the same look to it. 
Oh yeah, Metalia. They even in the manga that she's just kind of a cloud, but like it's they yeah. phoned that in. They for sure phoned that in. <laughs> yeah, stand in season two, it it gets better. I didn't have a big problem with the animation. Certainly not as big a problem with it as people online seem to have had, but that's normal, I guess, because you know the internet is insane. Yeah. See, yeah. for me, I, the only issue I had is that it was noticeable. It didn't take away from me enjoying Crystal. Like, I would never not watch it because of that, even though it honestly was probably one of the reasons that I didn't watch it in the first place back in 2014. But, yeah, you know, as I've mentioned, that was also a very busy year. Uh, <laughs> just a little. Just a little. So, I mean, it was very noticeable, but not enough to make me dislike Crystal or not watch it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wonder, like, I when I first watched, in 2014, I watched the beginning of Crystal, but certainly not all of it, but... You know, and I watched it on Crunchyroll on my iPad. And I wonder if it was sort of kind of, you know, made to be watched on a smaller device and not necessarily on a big screen. On like a big screen? Yeah. Maybe. Valid point, because I was watching it on my iPhone. So, like, I really didn't notice that it wasn't until I saw Mm -hmm. Metallia on the TV that it was like, whoa. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, it's most people are watching on a laptop or an iPad. So that's a really valid point. I mean, it certainly was not available to watch on TV anywhere in North America. So unless I was casting it from my device to my TV, which in 2014, were we doing that? I don't remember. (laughs) I think think some people were. I certainly wasn't. I mean, I I still have some very old technology in my house. I have multiple TVs set up in my basement because you cannot play an N64 on a 60-inch television. It will <laughs> destroy your eyes. It hurts to look at. So I had to, you know, I found an old little TV so that I can play my old games if I want to. It's, you know, they were not made to be seen at this size. You just have to have TVs that are well over 10 years old like my household does. It's yeah. totally fine. I, I stay a couple of years behind that. Everyone, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm still rocking an iPhone 6 here, so. Yeah. Well, you're not a gamer, though, so you don't have I mean, you you bought a switch for your husband, but that's about it. I couldn't even remember the name of what I bought yesterday for. Yeah, that's true. You called it you called it a Wii U. (laughs) I think he has a Wii U. I don't know. My child knows more about gaming systems than I do, and he's four and a half. (laughs) All right. So do we have anything else we want to say about this one? The two episodes kind of merged together. So, of course. Yeah. You know, so maybe maybe we'll do our our snack break. Yeah. These last four episodes really blur together because it's just they really pick up one after the other so i got this gum from smells like a website called napa japan and they just sell a lot of like japanese snacks but it's really interesting because apparently this company is a south korean company but here's the description no time to brush your teeth no problem at least Lot claims this gum is a quick tooth cleaner for that odd time you miss brushing properly. The hard gum has a gritty texture and a lightly mint flavor. It's sweetened with xylitol, which is more tooth-friendly ingredient. Seven sticks in each pack. But they're not really like sticks. They're kind of like little, they look Cubes. like little Starbucks. Uh, not Starbucks, Starburst chunks. Yeah. Yep. I, I gotta say, Tracy, you lost me on the word gritty. I don't know if I, I want to put this in my mouth well, now. I'm thinking uh, like hard gritty. was the word for me. Yeah, <laughs> hard, gritty, gritty is what's gonna like brush your teeth, right? Anyways, yeah. I'm gonna try it. Here's a Kleenex cream if you need to spit it out. Thank you. That's probably going to get used. Yeah. All right, yeah. ready, guys? Okay, yeah. let's do this. It's not that hard. Not it's that really hard. not that hard. Or gritty. No. I feel like it's cleaning it's not my gritty. teeth. Though. It doesn't taste like anything. Very light. It's like very flavor. lightly mint. Mm-hmm. Like it smells more like mint than it tastes like mint. Yes. But how yeah. is it cleaning my teeth? Like this is just not a replacement. No. No. Not anything different than like a regular stick of gum, I don't think. Yeah, it reminds me of like a Wrigley's. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just in a different shape until you put it in your mouth. And- it's a lot better than I was expecting it to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gum. <laughs> it's yeah. gum. It's gum. But it's not Very even flavored. Sweet. It's minty, just not minty. too minty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it's that sweet. it's a good so the piece is like a good size. Like mm-hmm. I find that like North American gum or if you're gonna have like a dentine chiclet or if you're gonna have like one of those sticks of gum, it's not quite enough to like 
really fill your mouth. Yeah. These are these are a big size. It'd be like if you had two of those like sticks of gum. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe that's what's doing the Yeah. But not as, not as big as a bubblicious though. That's a little bit too much gum. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff and I are laughing because of a memory from the nineties. I can make a bubble the size of my head. <laughs> Did it get in your hair? Should we just tell the story? Go for it. All sure. right. I told this at Genevieve's wedding, so. <laughs> so when Genevieve and I were our actual Sailor Moon age. <laughs> yeah, like 14, 15. We were very bored on a bus, and we had a bubblicious bubblegum contest with grape, of course. I won, sort of. Genevieve won, <laughs> but the prize was getting it all over her glasses. So Like, to the point where I could not see through them. Yeah. Thank- okay. <laughs> so thankfully we were going to a shopping mall because that's what we did as teenagers. And so we found a glasses store and brought the glasses in and kindly explained and told them what was going on. And the staff tried very hard not to laugh at us because I think we were probably a good 17 years of age. You know, old enough to know better. And they yeah. were very, very, very kind and did not outright laugh at us and did clean the glasses and get that gum off. But I remember the guy looked at the glasses and he looks at me and he goes, can you see without these? And I'm like, no. And he <laughs> sighed and he's like, just sit down. <laughs> My goodness. That's so funny. I, I, I couldn't go anywhere. I'm like blind. I couldn't see anything yeah. without them. Yeah. And I will say kudos to them. That store was lovely and they didn't even charge us. We did offer to pay for the cleaning and they didn't. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. So now I'm always careful when I blow bubbles the size of my head. Yeah, mm. do it, but I'm more careful. Take your glasses off first. I do. If, I, if I'm worried it's going to pop in my face, I take my I do take my glasses off. <laughs> wow, so you learned something then? See? I know. <laughs> Every once in a while, I learn something. Okay, it's amazing. Oh, no. You can't blow yeah. bubbles that I've tried. This, oh yeah. no, yeah. the gum is too soft. It's softer than like a not. Yeah, I'm surprised they describe it as a hard gum because it was very yeah. soft. Yeah. The flavor is now it gone, does, I will say. It does it's leave a kind of good minty taste in your mouth after. But I don't yes. think my teeth have been cleaned. No, like, but I've I, eaten no, breakfast no, no. and I brushed my teeth and had tea, and I don't feel like my teeth are even remotely any cleaner. Definitely. No, but I do feel like my breath is fresher. Yes. Like, if anything, like I feel like I have some fuzzies on my front teeth. I was just about to say that. Yeah, okay, I so it's not like just me. Okay. Fuzzy. Yeah. Because it's, it's probably, well, it's not sugar, as they said. It's whatever, but it's Xylitol, it's still on my teeth. Like I feel like I need to brush my teeth again. <laughs> well, my, my maybe after does, the next episode. My, my breath is <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into Act 14, Conclusion and Commencement, Petit Étranger, or Petit Étranger. Petit Étranger. Um, so we probably already talked a bit about this episode in the last episode because the two are, like, together so almost seamlessly. Yeah, it picks up right where we left off with uh, Sailor Moon and, and, and Demian trying to seal Metallia with the awesome, awesome Moon Scepter. There's a lot of this focus, and I'm not sure if it's a translation thing or if this actually is. It's like, don't just think, pray, believe in yourself. And it's all mm-hmm. about like this powerful prayer. I was thinking about that a lot, that it's all about prayer. And even like the sword is a sacred sword and then they have to pray to the moon. And that that comes up a lot, but they never say, like, who they're praying to or, like, is is this a religion? Is this, like, what what is this? They never say that at all. But is that, like, a hope or? I I mean, there is a Japanese moon god. Hmm. Yes. But I'm not sure. And then, uh, spoiler for three minutes from now, but, like, (laughs) Luna as... She appears as the moon goddess Selene, which is from Greek mythology. So it's like, yeah, are they, are, are they praying to various moon gods from across but various traditions? Because Wasn't cool. the moon kingdom a race of basically moon gods? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. To be, like, more or less, they're... And then they're, they're defeated... Mortal. Yeah. <laughs> they're defeated by Beryl, Metallia. Yeah. And then they become mortal when Serenity sends them to Earth. Isn't that Earth, wasn't that the lore that they told us? Yes. Something like that. Yes. Something but like I mean, they die on the moon, so they're definitely they mortal. They're, they're, they can be killed, but they don't age, right? Like, yeah. So they're immortal in that way. Yeah. So I guess 
they're praying to the moon itself or they're praying to Queen Serenity. No, I think it's just, I think it's more like the power of belief in yourself. Certainly that's very, and then, you know, Luna is helping to release the power of the moon or allow Usagi to use the power of the moon or something. I like that they tie the moon kingdom more into Crystal. Like Mm in the 90s one, it's basically they visited that one episode and then you're just like, oh yeah. That's yeah, it. they were. Mm-hmm. They lived on the moon one once, yeah. and that was it. Yeah, and well, this but, one, they they really tie into it. Like the moon kingdom is restored, and then a choice has to be made. Yeah. So does it stay restored? Because I don't see it like crumble or anything. So it, oh, there's yeah. like a castle up there. Yeah. Because like so. yeah. Usagi is like she's now the queen, but like she's like, nah, I want to go back to my life on Earth. Like that's the life I love, right? Well, she transforms and then she ends up back on Earth. So. Is the castle still there? I assume so. I assume so. But I mean, like, yeah. I I was confused. What would she be the queen of? Like, there yeah. isn't a race on the moon. Nobody's living there. Like, you're just queen of an empty castle. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like cool. Princess Leia is still Princess of Alderaan even after the planet explodes. So let's say she wanted to, like, live back on the moon. Could she, like, reincarnate everyone who was already there? Because technically they're all on Earth now. And yeah, maybe she maybe. could bring them back so they can live their lives as it were on the moon. <laughs> There's an interesting spinoff that you could do is like this like normal person living on Earth suddenly is transported to live on the moon because they are the reincarnation of a moon person that they didn't even know they were. But was everybody reincarnated who was on the moon or just like the sailor sunshine, the generals and such? Uh, they are never clear about that. I don't unclear. Think. Very that unclear. was my thought too. Yeah. Or or can she bring new people to the moon? Like, is there oxygen there now? Like, how does it like? It doesn't matter because she decides. Is there to live oxygen on the Earth. there now? <laughs> I don't think there's too much science in this. No, definitely no no science whatsoever. Um, no science, just magic. Just magic. I think yeah. that, I, but I even think that the Moon Kingdom itself didn't have. Well, it had oxygen, obviously, but it was like under big domes because she complains that there's no wind, yeah, and that's right. why one of the reasons she goes to Earth is to feel yeah. the breeze. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nobody there now, but I guess it means that they would create more big domes, and I guess people would be there again. I'm just saying that that would be, like, if she wants to just have a little chat with NASA, I'm sure they would be on board with helping to staff the Moon Kingdom laboratories. (laughs) So this is kind of like William Shatner saying he changed the world and a whole generation of kids grew up watching Star Trek and replicating the technology. Is this what we're saying is happening with Sailor Moon as well, too? Yes. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. I like it. I'm here for this. I'm just looking it up in the manga. Technology, absolutely, 100% dreamed up on Star Trek that uh, that exists today. If somebody is responsible, it's Roddenberry. But uh, how come we don't have transporters yet? Well, I mean, it's Shatner. He's going to take credit. Yes. So, So, okay, going back here, we get a quick glimpse of Luna as a human, which is kind of cool. Yeah, and nothing is said or made of it at all, other than Artemis is kind of like shocked by it. (laughs) Artemis is like, "Wait, what? What?" He's like, "Am I seeing things?" And then it's over. Because I don't see that part in the manga. Oh, interesting. So I had to, I had to Google this. um, How did you pronounce it? Is it Selen? Selen? I pronounce Um, it Selene. Selene. So, Selene, classical time, Selene was often identified with Artemis, her much as her brother. Hmm. Helios was identified with Apollo. uh, Artemis, yeah, yeah, Artemis is female in Greek mythology. Uh Oh. Artemis, Apollo. Yeah, Artemis, Selene, and Diana is the Roman version of Artemis. They were all moon goddesses in ancient Greek mythology, in Roman mythology. Okay, so in in the manga... You get a, an image of Luna concentrating, I guess. And there is an image behind her of, it looks like Neo Queen Serenity. It looks like Queen Serenity. It not, does. Cause I not can, like human Luna. Yeah, because I can see like the Odango. Yeah. Well, you can't tell. It's all shady. Black and white. Yeah, and then manga. Oh, in the manga. Gotcha. In the manga, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not colored black. Yeah. Like, it yeah. looks like. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It in looks the, like Queen uh, Serenity. 
Which I mean, was she? But she also was praying to Queen Serenity as well, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe it's Queen Serenity, you know, helping her. But yeah, certainly in this, it is not Queen Serenity that you see uh, in Luna's place in the you anime. S- yeah, you see. <laughs> there's a there's a screenshot of it on on fandom, the fandom website. So you see the silhouette of Queen Serenity, and then you see in like full contrast i suppose and now i'm like who i want human luna and artemis they're pretty i like luna as a human she's very pretty <laughs> but i mean artemis never becomes human right he does in the manga i can't remember oh, why but i didn't realize briefly that. they do hmm. and diana as well the kitten oh i didn't realize that i never got that far in the original series and i never read the manga so yeah mm-hmm. we'll get there thank you i'm excited <laughs> so luna makes the offer to be Moon Queen, Usagi says no, which is uh, very sweet. Like she doesn't even hesitate. She's yeah. not even like me, Queen. Wow. She's like, no, thank you. I would like to live on Earth. Bye. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, the Ghost of Queen Serenity is like, good. I'm glad you made that decision. Which is sweet. Yeah, exactly. She specifically says, I want to be a girl, a normal girl. Like I want to live that life out. Like at this point, her transformation brooch is broken so she can't transform she doesn't know she's about to get a new one but it's a i am princess serenity going to be queen or whatever but i'm also usagi and i want to be usagi i i love that she gets the i love that she gets the little the locket and i was yeah. a little disappointed in two things one she didn't get a new transformation sequence and two she gets her tiara back and because before it was yeah, the moon was, symbol and yeah. now she has her tiara again and i was like no that that's backtracking no, because like now she's burn- just sailor. Because she's now Sailor Moon. She's not the princess or. I, I just assume it's like they burned through the tiara budget in the first fifteen episodes, <laughs> and now they have to go back to the original. Well, because I guess now she's not going to be throwing it every episode, right? Because I so she can have a new one because it won't immediately be destroyed. Because so, she's going to get new powers. So Tracy, when you say she's not the princess anymore, are you saying that because she's the? queen or because i'm trying to remember and i don't remember seeing the princess again after this season even in the classic yeah i think it's because like she's decided like this is the being the princess being the queen that's not the life for me it's i want to be sailor moon or usagi or whatever right her life on earth yeah even though she's she's still the princess but i think she is it's it's more like she's taken that persona and put it aside and been like yes this is a part of me but it isn't who i am yeah. So like she's not calling Memoru Endymion anymore. She's not saying it's me Serenity. She's like, you know, that existed. It's in the past. Yeah. I'm still the Although, princess, but yeah. and eventually yeah. she will be Queen Serenity and he will be King Endymion. But mm. right now we are Usagi and Mamoru. And then we wouldn't know that they do become king and queen of, you know, Neo Crystal Tokyo, whatever. But somebody appears from the future. Like <laughs> Um, yeah, so right before we get to that, to though, I'm like, <laughs> so the Senshi are dead, the four girls, and then they just, like, materialize on a bridge in the middle of Tokyo. Yes. <laughs> in their uniforms. Which makes exactly. sense. They're not they So were they just in a different part of Tokyo, or are they somewhere else? I think yeah. they're in a different part of Tokyo. Okay. They just kind of get dropped there. I know, I was like, you think that Sailor Moon would, in when she's healing people, would put them, or at least back in Juban. Well, at least she didn't leave them like back at the Arctic, which is where yeah. they were, right? Yeah. So this is better. They wake up in the Arctic with no transformation power, and they're like, "Hello, <laughs> we're not dead, but we're very cold." <laughs> oh, that is a great point. Because you're right. Because they don't—they've given up their transformation power. And we don't know if they have it back at this point because we don't see it again this episode. Yeah, right. we don't know. They—they they don't show up as Sailor Senshi, so we have no idea if they are still able to transform. They, and the annoying thing is, is they're in their, like, school uniforms. They couldn't have their cute outfits on? No. Yes. <laughs> I'm with you for this, Tracy, because I really didn't. This is one of the things that I missed on Crystal, that they didn't show them in regular clothes a lot. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. Another thing about that is that they, at the end of this season in Classic, they all have their memories wiped, right? They don't remember yes. anything that Which happened. Which is infuriating. infuriating. It is. So I love the way that this ends. Yeah, yeah me too. I love that they yeah. are still able to be friends. You know, you see Ami meeting Moto- uh, Makoto. Uh, the relationship between Usagi and Memoru can continue in a healthy way. 
I love that little kiss. She's so cute. It's not like we just erased everything that happened. Mm -hmm. I really liked this part of the story so much better than the original that way. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't make sense to me. Didn't make sense. They gave them their memories back immediately. Exactly. And they had to go through this whole thing in the second season of the original of them finding out again their Sailor Scouts. Like, and then, and like they we've find already out, been here, done this. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially because they find out literally, I think, in the second episode. So it's like, why did we bother? But then, of course, we have to go through the torture of Mamaro not having his memory back for, like, 20 episodes. Uh, like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. I feel like I did not feel that way when I was 10. <laughs> when I was 10, I don't yeah. think I noticed. As someone who was 16 when I watched that, I very much felt that way. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then we get Chibiusa's appearance. Or I guess she's not Chibiusa's yet. She's still Usagi. Literally falling out of the sky. And yes. into a kiss with Mamoru, which is hilarious. Oh, wait, yeah. so before we get to that, Ray senses something in the fire. And I couldn't quite oh, yeah. see what mm-hmm. it was that she yeah. senses. Right. Oh, it, was, it was the black moon symbol. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, oh, right, the Dark Moon Clan. And you can actually see a bit of the Dark Moon Clan. Yeah. Yeah, well, like you can see I, the individual villains. I, oh, really? I only noticed the, the moon. I'll have to watch again. It but was yeah. really brief, but I, I don't remember the characters' names, but you definitely had like a quick glimpse of them that I, I remember seeing. I think seeing. you can see Diamond. Probably. I only saw Diamond. That the one who's make- like the pink outfit with the purpley hair. Oh, Catsy? That oh. sounds about right. That's her. That's not her name in in the Japanese version. I don't remember what the sisters are in in the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. I only remember them from their uh, North American dub names. They're, their North American right. names are similar, but not quite the same. Yeah. Catsy, Birdie, Avery, and fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell what an impact. How much I I really enjoy Sailor Moon R. Not. Um, Honestly, I think I like I think I like Super S more than R, and Super S has Pegasus in it. Yeah, Pegasus and Pegasus is yeah. I think Super I like Super S has a relationship yes. between a toddler and a horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean she is not an adventure for old. me when we get there. <laughs> She's not hundred years old. I would point out. <laughs> Sorry, but she look, look, okay. I guess she's not a toddler. She looks like ten. Yeah, she looks like a small child. She's old enough she shouldn't be kissing her dad on the lips. Definitely. And also she should know that's her dad. Right? She does know it's her dad. That's and I'm really hoping they fix this in Crystal. Yeah. She knows it's her dad. Because in the original, she she doesn't at first realize that they're her parents, which is ridiculous, obviously. But they don't change their look, they have the same name as her parents. I mean, she's old enough to know her parents' names. Like my kid is four and a half and he knows his parents' names. And she's been living with She's 900. She's 900 years old. <laughs> she knows yeah. her parents' names. I mean, if she knows that Usagi Tsukino has the crystal, she must know that that's her that's mom. her mom. Tsukino is, yeah, yeah Queen Serenity. the first thing she does seeing her mom is pull a gun on her. Pull a gun. Also, first time you see a gun in Sailor Moon. <laughs> is it? Wielded by a child. Actually, I don't is this, know if it's is this American? Time, but... It's such an odd ending to the first season for Crystal. I just, I just am so used to the original Japanese one where it just wraps it up so neatly yeah. and no, it's, questions, yeah. But... It's a teaser at the end. It's I the, like this teaser at the end. I think that Shibuya does drop in at the very end, in the very last like panel of an issue. Mm. So I have to go back and look. Yeah, she does. She shows up at the end of. Basically where this episode ends, right? You get yeah. in this chapter, you get the final battle with Metalia, and then she shows up. And then it's Act 15, so which is like, Infiltration, yeah. Sailor Mars. Much, it really, these episodes really follow the manga. So yeah, that would be the end of Season 1 of Sailor Moon Crystal. It's very good. It's it very is. Good. It is. So Watch. short, too. Like, I can't yeah. believe we're already here. If you've but it was, never like, watched action-packed Moon, and really great. Start with, yeah, it's good. It's... I wish that we could get more. Like Jen was saying, it would be great if we could have a blend between the two where you have kind of the the bones of Crystal with some of some of the and story. Of, yeah. yeah. Of and classic. and the development that you get of the different characters in classic. 
So here's a question for everybody. If you were going to recommend somebody watch Sailor Moon and you can choose whether it will be, you know, the age appropriate teenager or child or somebody our age, would you recommend that they watch the 90s or would you recommend that they watch Crystal for their first experience? Adult Crystal. Yes. Child 90s. Same. Because the 90s one is definitely more geared towards a kid, especially like thinking of the dub. Yeah, I, I uh, don't know. I think if you were a teenager already, for sure, you could start with Crystal. Whereas, like, if you were 10 and younger, you want I don't more. know if it would, yeah, I don't you know would if it would more. appeal to you as much, right? Um, like, I think the classic would be more appealing to someone in the 10 and under because it's comical and it's silly and very episodic. Like, you have, ver- you have lots yeah. of episodes to. Mm-hmm fall into and then because it's so monster of the week for so long yes. uh, you know, the, the episodes work in a very similar way it is easy to watch it's easy to understand and yeah. the, theme, the themes are so heavy in crystal that I don't yeah. think I'd want to have a younger child watching it but mind you as well too I really don't like the cattiness of the original like I don't True. like I don't feel like that's something that you'd see in children's programming at this point yeah it didn't age great no. no, it definitely didn't. I don't know, because I mean, you usually do have the the character that you fight in, you know, that you fight with. You know, I'm thinking like Worst Witch. There is the Ethel character who they are always fighting, but when it comes down to it, they usually do end up working together, right? Like they are nemesises at school, but they're not bad. Like they do end up working together in the same way that. You know, Usagi and Ray fight all the time in the classic, but when it comes down to it, they stand together. But it's too much because there's so many episodes and they fight and it just goes on for so long in the original before you get any growth. Also, Worst Witch, great. Love it. So cute. I've oh not my. seen that one. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. Well, did you watch it when you when we were little? We had, there was a Worst Witch. There was a movie with Feruza Balk of Return to Oz fame. So scary. Um, like way back before I was born, but Hot. then there was a show when we were kids that I think was on YTV as well. And now I remember hearing of it, that. but I don't think I've ever seen it. I yeah. think there's enough of an age gap, Liz, between yeah. you and Genevieve and I that we just watched a little bit of different things there because I think we've got about six years yeah. apart, which is not a lot at this point in life, but I think at that point it, it was. was. We are old ladies. We are. We are very old ladies. We have to go put them teeth in. <laughs> so they're, they're um, based I, on books. Yeah. I, I will say, coming here and looking, and it was like, I realized, it was like, wow, we are definitely at a new stage in life when both your household and my household use Sensodyne toothpaste. I've used that for a long time. Oh, have you? Okay. This is my old lady to. toothpaste. No, so. I just have a sensitive teeth. I've always had sensitive teeth. I grind oh. my teeth. So I actually have I do that chewed, too. Can I say I haven't chewed gum in years because it hurts my jaw. So this oh. is the first time I've had ge- gum in my mouth in a really long time. And this was <laughs> nice and soft. But also the flavor was gone very quickly. So then I could take it out of my mouth. There you Looks go. Good. Yep. All right. Well, since we're at the end of season one, well, we're going to swap back to Sailor Moon, the classic Sailor Moon with uh, Sailor Moon R. Um, we're thinking we're going to go a slightly different direction because the first 13 episodes of Sailor Moon R is the Alan and Anne story arc. And it's garbage. I'm sorry if it's your favorite part of Sailor Moon, but it's, it's terrible. We're going to still look at all of those episodes. We'll condense it to get right back into Chibiusa pointing a gun at Usagi's head. Yes. (laughs) Which is the content we all want to see. (laughs) <laughs> that's the real story right like that whole alan and ann arc is filler to waste some time for and not just selling and on yeah but also moonlight night oh god oh god yeah so awful if you hated a tuxedo mask prepare a new level of hatred <laughs> if you loved tuxedo mask prepare a new level of hatred <laughs> like i mean either way if there's someone out there who likes Moonlight Night, please reach out. I really would like oh to have some discord with you because I'm I'm confused and I would really like to hear some reasons why you enjoy Moonlight Night. There's got to be one person in the world, right? Thanks for listening and thanks to our 
guests today, Karina and Liz. It's been so great to have you on the show again to wrap up this wonderful season of Sailor Moon Crystal Season 1. You can find us on Instagram at Sailor Snacking or on Facebook at True North Nerds. So until next time, bye. 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 Bye.